0: Wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on
2: WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike.
1: Welcome back to Dave Portnoy's favorite podcast in the country. Did I tell you he was a listener? No, I forgot. A couple weeks ago, I forgot to mention Ohes Tweet.
2: He's a consistent listener?
1: Wow. not in so many words, but that's what I took out of it. That's what I would take out of it, That's too. what I spun it into. He says uh, says on Twitter that... Uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was tweeted at me, but he said it on Barstool Radio. That was the topic of uh, some serious XM discussion.
2: You've been... Uh, as I often am. You've been a Barstool topic... Uh,
1: oh, kind of daily. Recently. Almost daily. Uh,
2: Be- people... L- no, like once a month.
1: Once a month. The, 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 gear the gearheads call in and ask about Blind Mike. Um, or there's some story, like the Orioles. I think I came up because the Orioles put out, like, Braille jerseys.
2: Oh, yeah. Do you see that? I don't I yeah, don't even I understand.
1: Who is that for?
2: It's for the blind people out there. No, it isn't. <laughs> because what blind people are feeling their backs?
1: Like, I, I don't understand.
2: Wait, you don't go around, you know,
1: talking to oh, other people? what? Hey, who's a bat? Come here, sir. Let me, let me give you a rub. <laughs> uh, so they were talking about blind people. That's how I came up, I think. And, uh, it was asked, would you ever... Would you ever bring blind Mike back? He said, oh, yeah. Now, I will admit, there was a little, you know, poking fun at me. You know, he's not he doesn't usually do that. That's very rare for him. But, uh, no, they said, uh, you know, I would bring him back to be a blind guy again. I'd want him to do the shit he was doing before. But I checked out the podcast. He's not bad on the podcast. Look at that. Dave Portnoy's word. And let me tell you something, folks. Not bad on the podcast coming from Dave Porn. This is a man who threw a wallet at my face. <laughs> so a grade of not bad is a 10 out of 10 in my book. Okay.
2: So, i take your word for it.
1: High praise. Portnoy wants me back. Thinks I'm good on the podcast. Uh, this place pays me roughly $0.
2: Come on now. It pays you $11 uh, an hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not, no, 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 they do not. Uh
1: and they, you know, stomp on my fucking. <laughs> they censor me every chance they get.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Barstool doesn't do that. Ooh, uh, Joe Zarbano doesn't respond to my. I mean, I'm sorry.
2: Joe Zambrano. I
1: wouldn't. I hate to pronounce the boss's na- mispronounce the boss's name. Joe Zambrano doesn't return my emails. Uh, Chris Curtis snaps at me if I text him at nine fifty nine. <laughs>
2: So, still, you know, still so ridiculous, I can't get over that.
1: I don't mean to steal Minahan's bit, but uh, Barstool's not looking so bad. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I would go back there pretty quickly if uh, if the opportunity was there. But I would want to do... Uh, so what I would do... I, I know the only way I could go back there is to do the blind shit, but I think my... Uh, not to give away my negotiation tactics. But I would say that I need to do a pod... I can't just do that this time. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. You're not growing at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're
2: just going back to being... Then it's just, now I'm a circus bear again, riding around on a unicycle. Yeah, just that intern doing... Going to get coffee yeah. and doing so, uh, funny yeah. blind stuff.
1: Right. So I would need to do, uh, you know, this podcast or my other podcast or some variation of one of those for I, them.
2: I think that if you That's were to go back enough. there... If- Dave wanted you back. They would allow that. I think that he understands that. Yeah, so I think he'd definitely be able to. And I will
1: clarify one thing, because I uh, uh might have been right before you joined the podcast. I ripped into Portnoy for something, and I think people took that as like I like I'm against barstool now. So I've kind of gone out of my way on Twitter a few times to make it known, but I never said it on this program. Um, I was I was annoyed that uh, Portnoy told me he wouldn't do my podcast because it was on Weei, and then went on Weei the next day. I think that's fairly justifiable. He has his reasons, also, I'm sure. Um,
2: yeah, but it's still. But fair. I was
1: annoyed at that, and it looked to, to me as a little like like hey, you know, I I did a lot as the wrong way of phrasing it, but like you know, I I I embarrassed myself for that company. Right. Um, you know, so it seems like kind of return the favor, do my podcast instead of doing Kirk and Callahan. Um, so that annoyed me and it still does annoy me a little bit, but, um, I said in something I filmed that will be out for them at some point, uh, huh. that I respect the shit out of Portnoy and I think he's a genius. I think he's uh he can be a dick like anyone else in that position, but, uh, the guy's a genius and, uh, he, he's, you know. Pretty, pretty loyal to the, the the people that are loyal to him. So I I I am uh, a Portnoy fan, and uh, would go back there in a second. So I wanted to make sure that wasn't uh,
2: misconstrued
1: by the uh, the gearheads.
2: I think it's cleared up now. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, some big news
1: this week. Oh yeah, the Emmys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't watch the Emmys like the rest of America.
2: Hold on, I'm sure some people. actually, I think a lot of people. Are Ten million. Okay,
1: but it's not a. That's considering
2: three <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's not a lot.
1: Um, no, I kid. Of course, uh, the big news around here is uh, Mr. Joshua Gordon. Smoke up, Boston. The man has arrived. Uh, so I was kind of playing into it on Twitter, uh, but I am. A little sick of, like, listening to older fucking nerd reporters. Whoa, roll up your doobies. (laughs) Josh Gordon's coming down. Hey, everyone take an extra bong hit. It's like, okay, guys that have fucking (laughs) never tried weed in their lives. You know what I mean? Trying Trying to sound like they're hip.
2: First of all, people who say they've never tried weed, they're lying. Not necessarily. If you look
1: at that Joe Rogan clip, Elon Musk has certainly never tried (laughs) weed before that moment. (laughs) Well, now he has. Yeah, right. Uh, But some people are just dorks, man. Let's bash some fucking dorks. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, No, but Josh Gordon's coming to town, and and the reaction, (sighs) this is what makes me, you know, it's one of the things that makes me almost want to do Barstool more than here. Uh, because Barstool, you can kind of, it's, it's, it's Sirius or, uh, Sirius XM or it's podcasting and you can kind of talk about what interests you and grow your audience around that. You don't need to be fucking sensational or outrageous. And I would assume 99% of these guys around here think that the Patriots trading what they did for Josh Gordon is probably the right move. I don't know how you can shit on it. But if you have a draw, uh, a job, in afternoon drive, and you want ratings, you have to say <laughs> that this is oh, what are the Patriots? Th- how could they? Th- 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 they have no homegrown wide receivers. That's something I heard for the first time yesterday, <laughs> which was crazy. I uh, uh, Felger said this that uh, he brought this up after the Josh Gordon trade, while in, in mid discussion about Josh Gordon, he says. Uh, I think it's five teams in the NFL have only two homegrown wide receivers, meaning they were drafted by the team or or signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, And every other team in the league has three or more, except for the Patriots, who have one, Julian Edelman. And I thought, hmm, I guess as a football fan that's an interesting stat Kind of, May- maybe you can make it into an interesting one, but it, w- it was true two days ago,
2: <laughs> and they didn't mention it then. Well, yeah, but I now, never heard that talked about. But now there's a trade, so you know,
1: you I, I to talk about it's that. like, what are you gonna do? Well, we got to wait to the draft to find a good receiver because Michael Felger is gonna bring out these numbers against us. Like, no, they traded for a guy who's talented, who they don't have to pay, and they didn't give up anything for. They give up a fifth-round pick, and
2: if he sucks, or if, I'm sorry, if he, not if he sucks, but if he doesn't play, they get a seventh-rounder back. I think he's got to dress for ten games with yeah. the Patriots, so if they cut him, they get the, right. a seventh back, a fifth-round pick. Which, if he sucks,
1: they'll cut him before he plays his tenth game. Right, so, no and
2: doubt. they have two years of control over him. Well, two and a half, kind of. Uh, right, right, right. What, two after uh, this year. Well, it'll, no, it'll be this year, and then next year he's an RFA. So oh, okay. they get a chance to keep him. So if he lights it up this year and they want to keep him, What's it going to cost you? Whatever it, someone's willing it, to offer. It
1: doesn't make any sense to me to criticize this trade. No. But it's I, – I, I, I tweet – you can uh, check at uh, blindmike underscore. I tweeted out the Felger and Maz formula the other day. And I just said, I wonder if they get sick of this. It's every day, or at least every day they're talking football. It's Felger um, plays the contrarian, which I've said before, Felger is good at. Felger is actually good at that. You need guys like Felger and Shaughnessy. And uh, Minahan to an extent, um, that are just going to play the contrarian role. And Felger's very good at it. But he does do the thing of, uh, you know, when people call him out for shit, well, you can't ask a question. I'm just just qu- asking questions here, like all good conspiracy theorists. Hey, I'm just asking questions. I don't have any answers. I'm just asking questions. Uh, and then Maz will try, you know, Mike, you're absolutely, I was just thinking that. You're right, Mike. I was just thinking the same thing. It's it's unbelievable how every time you say something, I was just thinking it. That is that is what a what a coincidence that in eight years or nine years, however long they've been together, every time an interesting point comes out of Felger's mouth, that was on the tip of my tongue, Mike.
2: <laughs> he always agrees. That's why he's got him in there. He's, he, he's then, got him in there to be the lapdog. So dog. He,
1: he always agrees, and then uh, and then he makes a reference to either. His his uh, his boner, or something flying up his asshole. It's either you know I got a little uh, I got a little Josh Gordon in my pants, or uh you know Mike that goes right up my hatch,
2: tailpipe. And I, I think that's what. We're that's right like my tailpipe? Well,
1: tailpipe caboose.
2: Yeah, caboose uh, is a big one. I think yeah. that's the biggest one. Yeah.
1: He loves caboose, and he's a he's a much more sexual being than you would imagine. A guy like Maz being like Im- imagine, imagine Maz like like with his wife. In, a, in an intimate I, moment, I'd really rather not. But like, can you pick? Like, just imagine that creepy face and the bald head, and the, and, the, and the voice. The voice would just take me right out of it. <laughs> but, take but, the
2: take the wind right out of your sails. That's so me.
1: yeah, so that's the formula. <laughs> so they uh, they'll do that, make a couple uh, boner references, and then um, they they take a call. They they criticize the caller for having a bad cell phone, and then uh, then repeat. Then it's the new cycle. And within that somewhere, um, uh, James James Stewart pretends he's like an insider. He's well, not. Well, Mike, my sources tell me that Josh Gordon is actually going to be ready to play on Sunday. And they go, ooh, Jimmy, we never know what sources Jimmy has. Ooh, And they're never, he might be right, but so I could say the same shit and I might be right. <laughs> James Stewart doesn't have any fucking sources. But you get a guest on there if you have got so many goddamn sources. And then uh it really does. And then Jim Murray proves to be the backbone of that show time and again, the only one with any, you know, sense of humor or anything. And that's and then they repeat that cycle every day. So I was saying I wonder I've heard tell that uh 750 grand is what each of them make.
2: I think uh per year. since moving over to Beasley and Felger's contract ending I, it's more. I think it. They had boosted his pay because Ooh. they wanted him Ooh, with the sports hub more, or not, not necessarily exclusively, but they wanted his him, focus to be on yeah, the sports. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, so maybe we're looking in the neighborhood of eight hundred or more. I'm always. It's always interesting because uh, maybe not not as much now, but always in the past, uh, radio guys never knew what each other made. Um, like partners. Oh, yeah. So there was always a thing of, like, jealousy. Like, I think this guy's making more. than You know, shit like that. So I wonder if there's a thing. If Felger's making more, he deserves it. (laughs) And if he's not, he should be. So I wonder if there's a thing, if Felger and Maz know if they make the same money. And if they don't, if there's anything. I'd I'd like to know that. You know what I mean? It's so weird to have two guys on a show together every day, talk for four hours. They always agree with each other. And you don't know what their relationship is like at all. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I couldn't. T- if you told me they were the best of friends, I would believe it. And if you told me they I, hated each I other, think, I would also believe that. So,
1: it, From uh, my, my listening between the lines, I think they probably are are coworkers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they have a- that stupid fucking email that they ha- they talk about all the time. They email each other before the show. Instead of just texting like normal, I don't know why you'd email each other to talk, to talk about show because brother. Felger hates
2: technology. Okay, um,
1: that, that's another that's another part of the that's another part of the rotation. It's oh this this fa- the Facebook and the Twitter. It's like Felger, you're a forty five year old guy. You're not that old. <laughs> you're a relatively young guy. Like we you. It's funny that you're you got a hot wife. You gotta you got a house in Nantucket. You know what I mean? You're not this old curmudgeon locked away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literally, Dan Shaughnessy, the g- a guy who's what twenty years older than him at least, yeah. has Twitter and right. uses it and doesn't rant well, and rave. Felger
1: uses it. Uh, fan cred or whatever horse shit that is. Gross. Oof. It's
2: crap. <laughs> crappy Twitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I so oh, so my point was, I wonder if for like let's call it seven hundred fifty grand a year, just to be nice and even. Um. I guess that would make it worth it, right? To just do that same shit every day?
2: Yeah, if you're getting paid almost a million dollars a year. But would you ever.
1: That. So, my question on Twitter was: Would you? do you ever start. Like, are there ever times where you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I have to go. Like, where Maz, Maz in particular, because I think he's the most playing a character, is there ever a day where Maz is like, oh, I just want to jump off this fucking building? <laughs> <You> know, <when laughs> because this- every day I have to be the clown. That makes boner jokes and g-
2: I wouldn't giggles be su- at him. I wouldn't be surprised because if you listen to the baseball reporters... It's a different guy. Oh, he's so much different better.
1: Different guy. All of a sudden, all
2: those years of journalism come swooping back to him. Yeah, and it's not like he's an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he went to Tufts yeah. and wrote for the Herald. Like, but he come just on, plays now. an
1: idiot on the radio for four hours a day. Oh. Yeah, it is funny, though. I've, I've, I've compared it to... Uh, it's like you're watching a guy for four hours do cocaine... <laughs> and he's just like on a high and he's babbling nonsense and he's out of control and then uh in hour 5 during the baseball ball report it's like he's coming down he's like all right now let's uh let's talk about j.d. martinez so uh <laughs> and like he gets serious for an hour and it's actually like an insightful less interesting but an insightful baseball show um so yeah i mean i would certainly do that if ei can or the sports hub came to me today and said hey we through yeah you know what I'm willing to say I'd take about half of that. Right now my salary is zero. <laughs> I'll bump it up to four hundred grand a year. That's, I'm fine with that. Uh, so if they said we'll, we'll give you half of what uh, Maz is making to play Maz on the radio, I would do it. But I assure you, there are days where I would just look at myself in the mirror and think, what are you doing? <laughs> is this what you've become? You yep. were a respected journalist for all those years, and now you're a fucking... A clown?
2: Yeah, but then you pull up your bank statement, and you're like, right. oh, yeah, that's And then it makes why. you feel
1: better. So that's 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 all, I'm that's really what I was asking. I wanted you to help me walk through yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sure he's doing
2: fine. You get in your luxury car. I'm sure and, he's doing fine. And drive the hour into work. <laughs> but it's funny
1: to hear all these people, like, what? Is the Josh Gordon move the right move? And then uh, my boy. Now, mind you, I like uh, screaming A. Smith. I think he's one of three guys left on ESPN. That are still talented, um, but so I'm kind of just using him as an example because you know it's going to go back here. <laughs> you know, uh, they every chance they get they try. Stephen A. doesn't do this, so again I'm just using him. As, I'm throwing him under the bus, kind of. I'm using him, um, but people, when it was uh, the Patriots signed Eric Decker, it was a race thing. It had to be. It had to be right. Ra- why, why would the Patriots sign Eric Decker and not Des Bryant? They must be racists. <laughs> then they cut Eric Decker. Now they trade for Josh Gordon. So here's the new narrative that people will go with as to why the Patriots are a shit organization. What's your
0: reaction here to Gordon having a job and Des not having one? Disgust. Disgust. I love being disgusted. It disgusts me because of, <clears throat> of a couple of big reasons. Number one. I see that Des Bryant has been maligned. This is not about football. Des Bryant is being kept off the field because he's been labeled a locker room problem. Right, there was is no Paul. question about
1: that. Isn't that isn't so what? <laughs> that isn't false. I mean, he's got- that isn't
2: propaganda, right? No, he's had a, he's had attitude issues
1: since he was drafted. That was a worry. That was a concern when he was drafted.
2: Right, and when you fall There's a up-
1: phone call of him beating up his mother like (laughs)
2: there there, have been issues since he was drafted and when you fall off the cliff last year you don't produce why is a team gonna pick up the phone and be like hey des you want to come play for the patriots for seven million dollars a year well that's the thing you're out of your freaking mind what is he asking for for money he turned down five from the ravens the ravens
1: so that's the problem with des bryant (laughs) it's not there's no one out there Spreading lies about Des Bryant. It's everyone kind of knows what he is, and they've evaluated him properly and said, "I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. Let's continue
0: about that." Because I don't care about the down year you want to point to or the absence of a step. He's lost a step, etc., said et Des Bryant can play some damn football. Des Bryant belongs on a roster. Now I understand he turned down about five million. I think it was from Baltimore, or
1: whatever, and, and that's a different issue. But the bottom Pause. line is that no, it, that's the issue. <laughs> if he's turning down offers. That's why he's not on a roster. Right. If he's turning down offers for reasonable money, I'm, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that, for good money, looking at what Josh Gordon just got, then what? that's the issue. I love that. There's this, and, and Felger and Maz do this a lot, and just people in general now do this a lot, where you present facts to them, and they go, ah, but still. That's a big phrase nowadays. <laughs> I got a buddy that does that to me all the time. Where you present just concrete facts, where any reasonable person would go, no. Well, then he's just an asshole. Oh, he turned down five million dollars. That's why he's not on the team. He would have been on the team. They made him an offer. He would have been on the Ravens.
2: And the worst part about this is the way he's framing it. He's framing it like Gordon was a free agent, and he's not. He was right. traded, and he doesn't make. Even, he doesn't even make a million dollars a year. Right. They, you can't go wrong with the, yeah. <laughs> with this. So that's Stephen A. Apparently
1: is part of the. I, I wouldn't have pegged him for this, but he's part of the. But still, crew. You present him with facts, and they go, Ah, eh, but still. Things should go the way I want them. <laughs> I am like, oh, all right. But does he have anything else uh, to say? It's for teams not to be calling him. For teams not to be calling
0: Eric Reed, For teams not to be calling Colin Kaepernick. Oh,
1: boy. But you calling Josh Gordon.
2: Yes. I got an issue with that.
1: Josh Gordon was available.
2: Yeah, they weren't calling Josh Gordon. They were calling John Dorsey and the GM.
1: say what you want about Josh Gordon. His problems are all internal. You know what I mean? If he was known for getting other guys addicted to drugs and alcohol, then that would be a, a, an issue within yeah, the locker
2: room. I don't think he'd be on the New England Patriots. Yeah, that'd
1: right be now. an issue within the locker room. But Josh Gordon's problems are all Josh Gordon. So if the problems continue, if he gets popped for weed or if he shows up drunk to practice, the Patriots will cut him. End of story.
2: And they get a pick back. Right. So no harm, no foul. They and lost a the fifth round no, pick.
1: There's no widespread controversy here. It's that Josh Gordon was available for cheap. Des Bryant is turning down money. I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? It's. It's. That's what I'm talking about. With like barstool, bar, on on barstool radio or on a podcast, or you can talk about whatever you want, and your fans will find you. Hopefully, not on this podcast apparently. To spread the word, subscribe on iTunes. But hopefully, your audience will find you. Whereas on radio, you just have to be and in TV. You have to be fucking shocking and say outrageous things, even if they don't make sense. And even if you don't believe them, that's a a
2: worry of mine. This trend in sports radio is awful, too. It's just why people watch this and how this gets ratings blows my mind because going and looking for controversy or writing about who or whatever said what on Twitter is just it's terrible. It's not news. Who cares?
1: Well, and that's why the only show you've really heard me heap praise on on this station or uh, the other station is Kirk and Callahan, not because I'm kissing their ass, but because it's the only show that does what I want to listen to and talks about what people are talking about. They don't feel the need. If Josh Gordon's the only sports topic of the day, they don't need feel the need to do four hours on what are the Patriots thinking? Can you believe they would get a uh, very talented receiver at a low rate and no risk. <laughs> Can you believe they would do something like that, folks? And then take calls and say, Oh, Felger, you're an idiot. They Curt and Kelly don't feel the need to do that every day, and that's, why that's the type of uh, show I like. Because it's actually what guys talk about. They'll talk about Josh Gordon for a little while, and they'll move on to something else. Um, such as. A man who I believe is... I used to say he was a troll. I am I think he... Re- <sighs> so, let me tell you a little story about a guy named Andrew Dice Clay, folks. <laughs> you familiar with the Dice, Jared? You're I a am, young man. You might not
2: be. I am not. You're not? I've heard the name. I'm biggest, just, just not in the super 80s. familiar. <laughs> the
1: biggest comedian on the planet. First guy to ever sell out Madison Square Garden twice as a comedian. He was enormous. Uh, but Andrew Dice Clay was a character that Andrew Silverstein created. But now, 30 years later, and if you if you interview Andrew Dice Clay, he's Dice all the time. He's that guy. People that know him in his personal life, he's that guy all the time. So you kind of evolve, like you're playing a character, but you kind of evolve into that. I think that's what's happening with Rob Parker. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got to believe this shit now. He just says it so much. And the stuff he says is so poorly thought out and it must just be off the cuff, and he must be believing it. So Rob Parker, for those of you that don't know him, is a boob that works for Fox Sports 1, allegedly. No one watches that channel, so I I, I just have to take him at his word. That Whoa, hold works.
2: on. Undisputed is there. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love Skip.
1: I like Skip, too, but they should have put him with Jason Whitlock instead of that babbling buffoon, Shannon Sharp. I agree. Um, but... So Rob Parker works for Fox Sports 1, and for years he's been a a, a race baiter, a known race baiter. He got fired from ESPN for calling – was it Colin Kaepernick? Who did he call a cornball brother? Uh,
2: uh, I think it was – Was it Kaepernick? I think it was Kaepernick, actually.
1: Oh, he ain't a cornball anymore, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Standing up for the rights, baby. Um, Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he called – oh, maybe it was Russell Wilson. I don't know. I can't remember. He called a black quarterback. Is he a brother or is he a cornball brother? Um, it'd be nice if we had those drops instead of me doing impersonations, because that could get me in trouble. But, <laughs> regardless, uh, Rob Parker uh, has been a race beta for many years. So he was on OMF yesterday, uh, once again calling Boston a racist city, and had a very interesting reason as to
0: why. I could tell you, I went to a restaurant in Boston and tried me and another black sports writer. This is when I covered the NBA, to get a meal. And I asked for my steak to be butterfly cut. And the woman looked at me. The restaurant wasn't even crowded. It didn't even matter. I, I'm paying for a steak. If I asked for it to be butterfly cut, what would you do as a as a chef?
1: Pause. Uh, it doesn't matter because you're talking about the waitress. <laughs> what would you do as a chef? A lot of things. Chefs are fucking nuts. You ever seen that uh, Gordon Ramsay character? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a kook. <laughs> Chefs are kooky. Now, He's talking about the waitress that he has an interaction with, who I assume is white. So I just wanted to give you people the proper context. Continue. You you butterfly cut it. What did she say?
0: You butterfly cut it. The woman had the nerve to come over to me and go,
1: we're we're too busy to do that. Come over to me. Meaning, she went back into the kitchen.
2: (laughs) She left.
1: Came back, talked to the nutty chef that wouldn't do this for some ungodly reason. (laughs) and said, yeah, we don't do that, because that's what chefs do. Now, maybe this lady said, hey, we got a black guy out there. Are we butterfly cutting for them or just the whites? (laughs) Now, that would be obviously wrong, but that's a bold assumption to just make about some lady who you met once who's waiting tables. (laughs) Let's let's hear his answer.
0: Really? Okay, thank you. And I'm telling you... Which which,
1: which you what? What is that? Well, how does that translate into... I'm telling you that I felt
0: like the only reason she didn't want to give me what I wanted was because I was black. That was the feeling. Yeah, but I but you. The okay, restaurant. but that's a, But so that's. So I got up and walked out because obviously I'm not going to pay okay. a place that's not going to treat me the way that I should be. Hey, hey Rob, I'm, I'm white, and if I walked into a restaurant and they didn't want a butterfly to butterfly the steak and I wanted it butterfly, I get up and I walk out. But that doesn't
1: Man of the people. No, you can continue. Is that the end of it? No. I right,
0: really mean they were doing that or refusing to do it to because you were because I'm you were black. You, yeah, but, but you got to understand In in all these situations, it's it's just a feeling you have, the way you've been treated. And I'm just well, telling you, a, I can't. You, it's Rob. not math. Two and two is four. Everything is not math. But there's a feeling you get. I've been at places where people are rude or it's terrible business. I'm telling you that day. That was something I'll never forget. And even the guy who was with me, who wasn't looking for his steak to be butterfly cut, looked at me and had the same exact feel. We both walked up uh, and, Can you well, imagine? obviously we'll never give him our money. Can you imagine?
1: Now, whoever was with Rob Parker, can you imagine that he— I, I don't want to accuse Rob Parker of lying. But can you imagine that two guys are sitting at a table. One says, hey, can I have this butterfly cut? The waitress says, oh, let me ask. Goes back, comes back, says, no, we can't do that. And they look at each other and say, what a racist. <laughs> 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 do you believe that both men were thinking that at that exact moment? <laughs> not,
2: not even a little I bit. I can't
1: imagine. Rob Parker is obviously very paranoid. And when you say, I'm I'm a little, getting a little tired of this. When you say, like, it's just a feeling you get. Well, that's on you. There are times where um, I'll be talking to people, and I, where I genuinely think... Uh, People kind of judge me differently uh, because of my disability that Alex Riemer believes I don't have. Um, so there are times I think about that shit, but I'm like, no, you're fucking nuts. Sometimes I'm right, but 99% of the time I'm just being crazy and paranoid. So I internalize that shit. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of people just, whatever feeling they have, they just throw out there. And then people people don't go, I think you're being a little nuts there. I think you're being a little paranoid. People go... Yes, Rob.
2: That Yes, good for
1: you. Standing up against this possibly fabricated story from God knows how long ago that one time happened.
2: Back when he covered the uh, just the NBA, so I'm sure it wasn't recent.
1: And and Alex Reamer and John Tomasi go, Yes, tell your story, friend. God. Get out there and tell your story. And then I hear Reamer this morning with Callahan saying like, well, how many of these stories have to happen for you to believe them? One. One believable one. One believable one that isn't just someone saying they heard a word yelled at Fenway and no one else backing it up. Or Rob Parker, who's known for race baiting, saying one time a thing happened that made me kind of feel a certain way that doesn't make any sense. These things don't add up to be Boston being a racist city. Now let me tell you something. I've also dealt with racist people here. So that's a fact. If the argument is there are racist people here, you are one million percent right, my friend. If that's all you need us to admit, yeah, that's right. I was in an Uber the other day, and it was a lady from Nepal, which I don't know where that is. But she had an accent, so I said, where's the accent from? She said, Nepal. And then uh, she's asking me, I, I live in Watertown now. And she says, oh, where'd you live before? Where, where did you – I can't do it in a Paul accent. No, you can't. Where, where did you – I can't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to
2: try. <laughs> it's all also – Christian, right.
1: let me ask – four years down the hall. Let me ask you if I should do this. Uh, so she asked me, um, where did you live before? And I said, Dorchester. So said, oh, Dorchester's a rough area. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, it's got a reputation. The area I lived in was fine. And she says, Dorchester, Mattapan, West Roxbury. I do not know why the blacks can't control themselves and I go Whoa, all right uh okay I don't know because I'm, I'm always now on guard of like well I'm being filmed so even if I uncomfortably agree with this lady God knows where to go it's like oh yeah I don't know uh, I live there I had no problems you know and she goes oh okay that was it. but it's just like there are obviously racist people here
2: yeah of course I
1: just dealt with one the other day that was
2: an example of one Oh no 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 no! See, you're wrong because she's white. She wasn't white, right. so she no. It can't has to be. be. It has to be
1: white Irish people from fucking Southie that talk like this, bro, and fucking drink bottle Lights and fucking you know, fucking Southie kid. Those guys are all the racists. But it's everyone. People are shitheads. You know what I mean? There's a percentage of people everywhere you go that are pretty shitty. And the reputation is that the South has more. They probably don't. There are probably people that are just more vocal about it down there because it's kind of more the culture. It's more accepted down there. But there's shitty people everywhere. So if that's what Alex Reamer and John Tomasi and Rob Parker need us to admit, yes, I'll admit that. But just this idea that Boston is substantially more racist than anywhere else seems a little
2: silly. Yeah, that's absurd. I don't buy that for a minute.
1: it's, it's, It's amazing to me. That like Reamer, a guy like, we'll use Reamer as the example, um, who came in here and goes, well, you don't uh, understand certain problems because you're a, a straight white man. That's what he said to me. And uh, he's, he's, he's right in a sense. Uh, I am all of those things. Straight sometimes I question, but for the most part, I f- <laughs> straight as an arrow, kids. Um, no, I am. I, I promise.
2: <laughs> do we have to break out? We're going to break out the Kinsey scale in a second.
1: But, uh, no. Um, so so he's right in a sense. There, there are certain th- But Reamer is also straight and white. And, you know, unless he's going around saying, hey, I'm Alex Reamer. I'm very gay. People wouldn't know he's gay. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> why would you? So he deals with the same shit that I do. So why is he more of an authority... To comment on what anyone's going through.
2: Because he's gay. That's it, I guess. I, I don't understand. And as I pointed out to him, I'm blind. Yeah. That doesn't matter, apparently. So
1: that's the thing, is Rima will say, well, you don't understand. But then uh, we'll be perfectly fine, like just stereotyping Boston and saying, well, Boston's a racist city. Like, whoa, whoa, everyone in it? <laughs> Wait a second. Because that means you, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say? You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it, they are very willing to stereotype when it is convenient for them this group is racist or uh these people are this and that but when it turns around it's like well you're you're a bigot you're you're generalizing you're stereotyping those things are wrong well
2: they are wrong but don't we all kind of do it to some extent yeah. and to avoid to avoid all their attacks anyway the only way to to get out of it and to have them leave you alone is to go join every movement, join every cause that is gay rights or the Black Lives Matter movement. You have to go march and ha- make sure you have pictures taken of you there to make sure that they leave you alone.
1: Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> well, that's... And just the hypocrisy. Like, that's the trendy thing. Taking a picture with Ice Cube. Being like, look at... Look at who I'm with. I'm sure Trenny's a big NWA fan. Yeah. I mean, Ice Cube was a real idol of hers. <laughs> but <laughs> look at it. Me and Ice Cube. Such a big fan. But if... Ice Cube ever got called out for any one of the millions of offensive lyrics he had, Trenny would be the first to fucking attack him and try and take him down. Right. But, when things suit their argument, perfectly willing to throw the old blinders on. Which I know all too much about. So, if you've gotten anything from this podcast, folks, um, make sure you tell Dave Portnoy, I mean business, when I say, I want to come back. Because... Uh, this podcast will get tweeted out once and not tag anything or say who I am and then never again. Whereas Barstool wouldn't do that. And they wouldn't uh, have a guy like Joe Zambrano not returning my emails. So, folks, Trash Talk is here for the foreseeable future. We'll see where that journey takes us. I asked to be on more with uh, Patrick Gilroy. I yeah, was ignored. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, things are really on the horizon here. There you go. old blind mic. I'm asking... <laughs> That's the first step. I'm saying, hey, fellas, you remember me?
2: You just got to reach out. Keep reaching out.
1: Remember you said all you got to do is ask, and and good things would happen. You remember how you said that like six months ago, and nothing's really happened since then? (laughs) Well, I'm trying, guys. (laughs) Um, But if you want to support the show, if you want to be one of the few people, if you want to be unlike everyone in this building and support this program, then uh, subscribe on iTunes, give a five-star review, and tell your pals about it. And uh, share it on Twitter. You can find it at blindmike underscore. I tweet it out. Uh, at Jared Dignan. Yes, sir. Producer and seeing eye man usually uh, tweets it out. And uh, that's about it. Uh, You've been listening to Trash Talk Trash. with Blind Mike. I'm here it is. I still on? <laughs> <W-E-E-I> <laughs> dot com, I didn't, iTunes. I wasn't done. Radio.com.
2: Do you want me to pause it and keep going? No. <laughs> All right, we'll finish. We're done for, we're done for real. <laughs>
1: Don't go home with hope. That's what I say now. That was going to be my last thing. That's your sign And I always say. I I was going to say, don't go home with hope. It was a cute thing that I did, but now I feel like I can't do it anymore because I had to explain that I do it now.
2: I'm just keeping you on your toes. Don't go home with
1: hope. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, Talk.
0: a presentation of WEEI.com.